You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. But if evolution's true, then there would be no such thing as homosexuality. Because over the last 400 trillion, billion, zillion, quadrillion, zillion, million years, evolution would have washed that out. Homosexuality, LBGTQ actions prove the existence of God. Because God's word says, this is, would be some of the outcome and actions of the last days. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. What's behind the mask in a day and age in which you and I live in is the abuse of the Spirit. Look at verse 25, says, And they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Did you get that? It's worship. It's spirit. They worshiped and served the creature. Again, I want to pick on evolutionists just because they're, it's so fun. <laughs> I don't believe in God. I believe in accidents. I believe... Uh, I, it, and notice that when they depart from God, they look to the things of creation to give them an answer. And so they say things like, this is where we came from. What do you care if it's all an accident? No, it's, they care because they have to explain it. Why? Uh, so how did it happen? This happened, and then there was this uh, uh, pool that had some ammonia in it, and there's a lightning strike, and... <laughs> This life was formed in that thing. And then eventually, there's this little thing swimming around. And then it, it had an eye. It got an eye. <laughs> and it rubbed. Because it, it got a leg. And it started to rub. And it got a face. And then it needed another eye. So it started to rub on this side. And it got an eye. And then it needed to fly, so it went from being a lizard to a bird. And see, we laugh at that because that is illogical 
and it is certainly unscientific. But you and I have been lied to in school because they told us in school, you know, we're just looking for the missing link. Did you know what that implies? We've got the whole chain. We're just missing this little link. Do you know what? They've invented a link in their head and they ain't got no chain. It's not the missing link. You're missing the whole chain. Because it doesn't work. God says, I'm the creator and you are the created. God says, I know what I'm doing. And today you judge. I know you don't like this message. I, I know you don't like it. And you're going to, those of you who like it, you'll have no problem parking next week. It'll be fine. But here's the truth. It's truth. And your spirit is prone to worship. You will worship. And when we reject God, we worship creation rather than the creator. I find that fascinating. It speaks of inordinate affections. And I read to you now, the more men and women seek to honor their bodies, focus on them being the priority, the looks, the feel, the appearance, the more they are given over to the demands of the body. Boy, isn't that true? The physical drives and appetites of the creature side of us spells death by immersion. That is this, and we all know it's true. Listen, you start tampering with something, and at first, at first you think, you're, the thought is, I shouldn't do that. I don't think I should do that. And then you do that, and you go, oh my gosh, that was so, that felt so great. That was so much fun. I, but I can't do that again. Mm, right? And then the opportunity is either brought to you, or you go to it, and, you, and then you go again. And then a third time, and then a tenth time, until here's, here's, here's how you know you're in trouble. What once you pushed away from and labeled as wrong, because it is, you now are making plans on how to do it. And when that's not enough, you bring others in on it. Because when we go to cover our tracks, as it were, there's a weird thing about us that we have a sense of it's okay if others are doing it. So we will entice others to get involved in it so we can step back and say, how wrong could I be? I'm just like them. They're just like me. Everybody's doing it. Did you know that's the foundation to that statement? Everybody's doing it. Whatever you want to do and you don't feel good about it, you will say, everybody's doing it. And you're on a slippery slope. And that's in the spirit. Leads to destructive acts. Regarding every pagan culture it's studied throughout human history, the evidence is overwhelming, which is this. When the one true monotheistic God of the Bible is rejected, that culture creates icons, images, or idols to fill the void that their decision has created. What is interesting is that the man creates images, listen to this, of himself, often portrayed as a deified hybrid, part human, part animal, that is then given over to extreme sexual perversion, sexual abuse, and addictions. See, man, wow. Yeah, you know what? Look at Greek and Roman, Greco-Roman mythology. Man by himself, when man rejects God and he wants to be God himself, he can only take that for so long because he knows his, he has imperfections. So what does he do? He winds up linking himself with 
animals. I grew up watching cartoons, Hercules. Do you remember Hercules' sidekick? Who was the sidekick? Remember that little guy, Pan? He was a man's body with a goat, I mean, a man's torso with a goat body. Did you know that in Greco-Roman mythology, the, the deities are like that? That's why you see things like Titan. And you see things like the Minerva. You see things like those Greco-Roman gods and their human animal mixtures of demigods or deities. See, that's ridiculous. Isn't it so? Isn't it? But why do these things traffic throughout all human existence? Because when man forgets God and rejects God, then man seeks to fill the void and he winds up deifying himself, but he knows that he lacks so much because he can't fly, so he gives himself wings. He can't swim, so he gets a mermaid-type tail. He can't fill in the blank. Run around, listen, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna, wow, look at it later, maybe you shouldn't, um, don't know. But those Greek mythological gods notice that they are half animal, half human, always out in nature and always involved in outdoor sexual exploits. And there's always Bacchus, wine flowing, intoxication. Isn't it interesting that people that engage in these things that forget God, isn't it interesting? And a friend of mine died this way, by the way. I had a friend, dear friend, who was a homosexual, he died of AIDS. And last words to me were these, Jack, don't let anyone tell you in what we do as being gay. There's nothing gay about it. I live the most miserable, broken life possible. And it's a tragedy. He was lamenting and he died. And all of that is covered up by extreme drug use and alcoholism and pot and you name it, pills. Why? Why? Because they know they're broken. Satan hates them. He wants to destroy them even further. And the gospel in your heart, church, is the only answer for them. You've got to love them. Oh, that person over there, they're a so-and-so. So what? You know what? Some people's sins are really obvious. Some not so. It's all sin. And don't think for a moment, as I'm teaching on Romans, that we're letting the adulterer off. Or that young couple who's fornicating all over themselves, letting them off. We're not letting them off. Sexual immorality. So what are you picking on that for? Because I read a moment ago in Corinthians that when you do those sins, you sin against your own body. Not popular. But it could save a culture. What about the ruin of the family? We've been told for the last 10 years in California, the family can be whatever you want it to be. Who says that? Who invented that? People who have forgotten God. God says, this is a family. Here's my, I invented it. God says, this is a family. 
I, I've defined it. God says this is how it works. Skeptic in the house. Play with me for a moment. God says this is a family. This is how it works. This is how life is to be lived. This is how a village is made. This is how a city is made. This is how a nation is made. This is how the world is populated. Silly God. <laughs> He's so narrow-minded. That's all he knows. Then somebody comes along in this state and invents no-fault divorce. That was probably the greatest damage California has ever exported to the world is no-fault divorce. Because, listen, really the bedrock to no-fault divorce was this. Hey, look, you know, you and I don't get along anymore. And... Uh, we have irreconcilable differences, and we're going to go do our own thing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. We have kids. Who cares? I'm going to do what pleases me. And they walked out on their kids. The family. It is a satanic plan to destroy the value and the glory of the human being and to do that, he must destroy the family structure that God has ordained, which is a model of the Trinitarian relationship between the Godhead. By the way, these things I'm reading, I wrote them. I'm, just, I'm reading them because I don't usually just read things verbatim. It's just because they mean so much to me because I think they're so in line with the scripture and address our culture that I want to read them methodically. The family. Today, we are being told on commercials and in uh, everywhere, a family is what, you, is what you want it to be. But you know that's not true. And I'll prove it to you in a moment. There are books right now that are being taught to our public school kids in California where uh, I have two daddies. My family is I have two daddies. That's not true. Oh, yes, yes, of course. It is true if you don't believe in God. That's your truth. But there is the truth. And God says, this is a family. I'm going to show you why in a moment. The end of marriage. Marriage between a man and a woman is the social institution created by God that provides the societal and foundational backbone to a civilization. According to the Bible, there are three key institutions created by God that are fundamental. Those three institutions are, according to the Bible, family, church, government. There is no basic foundation more necessary for human existence than the traditional natural family unit. Without a husband and a wife creating children, there would be no family life, which means that there would be no church which means there would be no government. Did you hear what I just said? Without a family structure defined by God, there would be no family, there would be no church, there would be no government. Where do you think government comes from? What do you think makes up a church? You say, I'm still not getting you. Hang on. There's no exchanges. It should be noted that any deviation from the model from that model results in self, a self-destruct mode that has no ability or means to advance the culture or to procreate life. 
It can only survive in the moment and it has no future. Do you know what I'm talking about? When two people of the same sex get together, it's out of sheer wanton lust and pleasure only for self. Nothing comes of it. No life can come from it. No family can come from it. And let me insert this. If you're an evolutionist, you have to be against same-sex union. If you're an evolutionist. And by the way, where have been the evolutionists on this topic? Because, listen, if you're an evolutionist, what is one of the statements? It's the survival of the fittest, right? And in evolutionary theory, the survival of the fittest has to procreate. That's why you watch. They, they study all the animals, and there's the big elk. You know the big bull elk. And what does he have to do every spring? He has to take on the young elks, beat them up. And the, and the strong one, the strong one, by natural selection, the strong one survives. He impregnates all the other uh, elkies. <laughs> I Does elk, elkettes? I don't know. The, and and so he looks over his harem, and they're all producing babies, and he's like, yes. And evolutionists say, right on. That's it. See, it's an action. But if evolution's true, then there would be no such thing as homosexuality, because over the last four hundred trillion billion zillion. Quad billion, zillion, million years, evolution would have washed that out. Homosexuality, LBGTQ actions prove the existence of God. Because God's word says this is, would be some of the outcome and actions of the last days. Children without fathers or a male influence, seven times more likely to live in poverty. By the way, I'm going to give you these statistics and they're going to break your heart. But I've had people in my face tell me that doesn't matter because I want to do what I want to do. And in that, you prove my point. Seven times more likely to live in poverty. Six times more likely to commit suicide. 50% more likely to commit a crime. These are kids without dads. 52% more likely to become pregnant out of wedlock. 60% of America's rapists grew up without a father. Oh, man. 63% of youth suicides are, uh, are, hap are happening among fatherless children. 70% of school delinquencies are from fatherless homes. 71% of teen pregnancies are from fatherless homes. 72, uh, at 72% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. 73% of youth on youth murders wow. are from fatherless homes. 86% of youth prison, of the youth prison population grew up without a male role model. 87% of youth behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 90% of America's runaways are from fatherless homes. 
God established, God made the family unit for a reason. Every kid needs a dad and every kid needs a mom. And listen, listen, I know many, over 50% of the Christian community are raising their children as a single parent. That breaks my heart. It breaks your heart. But listen, as painful as that is, it shows you the age in which we're living in. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Real life and-